What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Junkyard. My name is Junkyard James, and we got a jam-packed episode for you. 2024 is right around the corner. So that bids us to talk about some of the top free agents coming available at some point in 2024. As Maxwell Jacob Friedman said, this is the bidding war of 2024. We're going to break down where I think some of these free agents go today. Welcome to the junkyard. All right, let's jump into it. I mentioned MJF in the intro, so let's start with him. Where do I think MJF goes? And if you watched an episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling podcast that me and my buddy Commander Cody was on this week, my buddy said that it would be best for MJF to go to WWE now so that when his contract is there, he can come back to AEW a bigger star. I disagree, and I didn't share my disagreement there. I think MJF stays with AEW, and and, and I kind of made this a point that MJF stays in AEW. Why? He's been a company man the last couple months. He's had the biggest storyline um, in all of AEW in, in quite some time, and you don't just you, you don't just give that guy away. I I personally think MJF has already re-signed his contract. But he, he's going to play this out, right? You're going to play it out. Um, a lot of WWE contracts aren't public. So he could have signed months ago and we don't even know. Um, and with that being said, I really do think Maxwell Jacob Friedman believes he can be the guy in AEW for, for years to come. And so I think MJF stays in AEW. I really do. I don't think he makes the jump. I don't. I, I, a lot of people are like, "Well, Maxwell can get into movies, and he can be." I think Maxwell Jacob Friedman ends up on the mid card in AEW because what are you going to promise MJF? He's going. To, he's going to get a title reign. Win at some point in his contract because Roman Reigns isn't dropping that title anytime soon, and it would be it would be dumb to put him over Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins is doing really well right now. So so where does MJF fit in? He he he's not going to want to be just mid card Intercontinental Champion. If, you know, it's the second version of the Miz. He's going to want to be the, the top guy, and he's not going to be the top guy in WWE. He has the ability to be the top guy in AEW. So end of that. MJF stays with AEW. Second person I want to, to talk about, Will Ospreay. And we might know the answer to Will Ospreay sooner than 2024. 
In fact, we might. So this is being recorded on a Friday, the Friday before Full Gear, um, November seventeenth. Will Ospreay might sign with AEW tomorrow at Full Gear. Tony Khan said he's gotten a the best pro wrestler in the world or one of the top pro wrestlers in the world who is very respected by virtually all AEW fans. It sounds a hell of a lot like Will Ospreay. In fact, Andrew Zarian um, said on the Matt Men podcast, I believe today, that he's been told it is Will Ospreay. If Will Ospreay signs with AEW tomorrow, that is a big domino piece taken out of the free agent market for 2024 and going forward. I know WWE has put a lot of interest in it to the fact that some of these WWE drones fans, I call them the E-drones, have said that he's signing with WWE. I think he was AEW bound all along. Think about it. He had a big main event spot at Forbidden Door. He had a big match at uh, All In 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 England. Him working with AEW allows him to work indie shows, allows him to work overseas in different promotions. It doesn't necessarily end his relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It gives Will Ospreay a lot of flexibility. And Will Ospreay is a, a pro wrestler. He's not trying to sports entertain you to death. He's trying to put on really good matches. I think he's not a fit in, in WWE. He doesn't fit in that scripted style of WWE promo. He's out there to just put on a really good match. And so I think he signs with AEW. And it could be as early as tomorrow. Now another one that... I think ends up eventually at some point signing with AEW. And if it's not Will Ospreay tomorrow, it sure as well may be this person tomorrow, and that's Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks. She's been injured uh, for for several months now, um, and she should be coming close to the end of her rehab, her recovery period. Um, And so having her come out and sign her contract doesn't necessarily mean she has to wrestle right away. She can finish up her rehab um, if it's not Will Ospreay tomorrow, it could be Mercedes Monet signing her dot her name on the dotted line on her AEW contract tomorrow. Um, I think she's just a really good fit. Again, I think she's one of those people. She's done everything she could do in WWE. She ended on really bad terms in WWE, and for her to go back to WWE, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, again, signing with AEW is not an exclusive deal. She can still work in stardom. She can still work over in Japan and in the indie scenes. Um, and so I, I think Mercedes Monet signs with AEW. And now the next one I want I want to I want to talk about is a guy that there's rumors that he's re-signed with the company he's currently at, but it's not a long-term extension. In fact, it sounds like it's a very short-term extension. That's Drew McIntyre. And so it sounds like McIntyre's contract ended. He he did a re a short re-extension, um, re-sign with WWE. But it sounds like around the time of WrestleMania, that extension ends. And I think Drew McIntyre really has to think about his place in line in WWE. You got people like Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes and um, Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns obviously still at the top. Um, you got a lot of people battling for this spot. Gunther, uh, Sheamus, Grayson Waller. And where does that leave Drew McIntyre? 
And then you look on the other side of the aisle, like he could go back to impact wrestling, but I don't see a fit there. I think Drew McIntyre returns his Drew Galloway gimmick and signs with AEW. And here is why. Because Brian Danielson's retiring in the next several months. Sting is retiring. Um, there's a lot of, of people in AEW that were in the upper mid to main event picture who who are kind of stepping away. Um, from that picture, and you bring Drew McIntyre, let him become Drew Galloway again, show up in AEW after WrestleMania, let him get one more match at WrestleMania, one more big feud that culminates at WrestleMania. He shows up somewhere in the middle of the year um, in AEW. Maybe he's like the Joker for the Double or Nothing or uh, Battle Royal, the Casino Battle Royal or whatever. Um, show up at All Out, show up at All In. It, it makes perfect sense. It's probably going to be an all-in if his contract ends after WrestleMania. Probably gives him that you know that ninety-day window. I know his contract would end, so he could sign immediately. But you give him that time to recreate himself, show him up at all-in or all-out, and you got Drew Galloway going to AEW. And, and, and let me let me pause here because you're going to hear a lot me say a lot of people are going to sign with AEW. And, and I think for good reason. I think a lot of people think that this TKO thing is going to give WWE this idea that they can just go all out and sign all of these free agents. I think every a lot of WWE fans are anticipating like Triple H and, and Nick Khan to go in and purge the free agent market this year and just sign all of these talent. They don't have the space. They're losing money as it is. There's a, a chance of more cuts coming somewhere. Um, they lost the Fox deal, and they can say, oh, well, we, we brought them to USA or NBC Universal, and and we're bringing NXT to to the CW, and, and Raw may be back on FX, which used to be Spike, um, and so now it's back in its original home. The Fox deal was a lot of money. They were getting a lot of money, and and. It, to me, it doesn't it doesn't look from the optics that WWE is going to sign a whole lot of anybody in this 2024 bid. I think Tony Khan is going to be able to sign just about anybody he wants because what does AEW provide? What does AEW provide that WWE doesn't? Flexibility. You want to work the indies? You can work the indies. You want to work just Saturdays and you don't have to come on uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays. You can just do the Saturday collision show or whatnot. You can do that. You want to work half the year and then take a long vacation in the summer. You can do that. We will write the story around you. WWE doesn't offer the same flexibility of schedule for every wrestler that AEW does. You know, some people may still want to work the anti scenes. They may want to work, you know, the local Texas scene or or do what Swerve Strickland's doing this weekend and working pro uh, pro wrestling revolver and um, having a match there and then having a match in the same area. You know, uh, it, it it's what AEW provides is the flexibility to to work when you want to work, to work with who you want to work with, and that means you can work solely as an exclusive to AEW, but if you want to work the indie scene, you have the flexibility to do so. And I think for a lot of these wrestlers who grew up on the indie scene now, they're noticing, like, 
I don't want they don't want to give that up. They want to have that flexibility to if they want to put on a match with someone that's not an AEW talent, they can go to where they where they work and work with them and do the indie scene. And, and so uh, I think AEW is going to dominate the, the free agent signing and Tony Khan's going to get the money. Why? Because I think I, I think the 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 deals on the the deal signed on the dotted line. I just think they're waiting until the beginning of the year. I think they got a, a new a new media rates deal already done. They're getting a lot of money starting the next the beginning of the year, I think, and I think that includes pay per views being um, uh, exclusive to to Max um, here in the next couple of months um, as part of that BSBR Sports package. So yeah, um, number five, Diana Perrazzo. Uh, rumors have come out as of December 31st. That's her last day with Impact Wrestling. So January 1, she is a free agent. And it sounds like Impact hasn't begun talks to renew her contract. I think she's a free agent that's going to sign again with AEW. The women's division needs new faces. And I say it all the time. They have a really good roster, but they have some young guy, uh, some young gals in there that can use someone like a Diana for for the the training and the support and the the expertise. Diana's been at ROH; she has a history there. She's been at Impact for quite a while. She made a little bit of time in NXT WWE scene before getting cut. I think right around what was it the COVID era? I think right before COVID, maybe. Um, her contract's ending. There's not much else she can do in Impact Wrestling. I think she signs with AEW, and she may be ROH, um, a, you know, a feature on ROH and bring back the memories there because she used to she used to rule ROH in their women's division. Um, and but yeah, Diana Peraza, she is AEW bound. I think. Now I go to one that I don't think AEW signs. He just has the look, the aesthetic of an of a WWE wrestler. And that's Alexander Hammerstone. He was MLW champion. He was part of the a tag team with Richard Holiday and MJF. I think he could sign with AEW, but I think he's a good fit and most likely going to sign with WWE because he just has the look. He's the big, muscular guy that Vince and and the people there in WWE seem to like. They don't they don't like the Adam Coles of the world, the, the smaller, maybe less masculine, masculine, less muscular guys. The, those are the AEW bound guys. And so I'm going to Alexander Hammerstone to WWE. That's my prediction in 2024. Um, we got a couple guys here that um in the next couple that were cut just a few months ago um, as part of this post-merger round of cuts. One's Mustafa Ali. I don't know what he would go as um, in his next realm. I don't. Th- I think he's kind of burnt the bridge with WWE there. He's not returning to WWE. Mustafa Ali's coming to AEW as well. I think everybody feels like he's a for-sure lock for, for uh, AEW. Um he would fit really well. You, you think um, uh, Mustafa Ali can have matches with people like Swerve Strickland, like uh, 
I think it would be fun to see him go up against some of the lucha lucha people like El, El Ijo de Vikino, Commander, um, some people like that. Um, there's a lot of matches you can have with Mustafa Ali, and he would do really well in AEW. I think he fits that style, that independent wrestling style um, that AEW is trying to present to to the fans that differs from WWE. Um, you think oh, there's a lot of 205 live elements to um, some of the styles in AEW. And Mustafa Ali was really well-liked when 205 Live in the Cruiserweight division was a thing in WWE. That's where he kind of got his his name out there for. Um, I think he does what everybody, what most of everybody on this list does and signed with AEW. The next one that got cut, and I think this is pretty pretty well ex- expected as well, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Nick Nemeth, brother of Ryan Nemeth, He's going to AEW if he wants to go back to wrestling. I'm not 100% con- you know, convinced that he even wants to go back to pro wrestling um, at this point. I think he's done a lot for the business of WWE. He was one of those guys that everybody kind of thought, well, he survived this cut and he survived this cut, so he'd survive the next one, and this one he just never, never survived. Um, I think it would be fun if Dolph Ziggler did go back to um, – if he did go to AEW, if if they kind of made fun of his um, his storyline when uh, he was feuding with Rusev back in WWE, Miro now, especially since CJ Perry um, is there as well, just kind of make fun of that for good time's sake. I think that would be fun. I'm not convinced he's coming back to wrestling, but if Dolph Ziggler does sign with anyone and wants to wrestle again, it'll probably most likely be AEW. Number nine, this is the guy that I, I would have thought by now he'd already be with this company. Um, I haven't seen him in quite a while. I don't know if he's um, a free agent currently or will be soon, but Sammy Callahan. I think at some point in 2024, Sammy Callahan's going to AEW. Uh, like I said, uh, Brian Danielson is moving on, so uh, you need someone to replace him in the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, Sammy Callahan, I think, worked with – John Moxley at CZW at some point. I think they're really good friends. It just is a natural fit to put him as Brian Danielson's replacement in the Blackpool Combat Club. He just fits that style of wrestling. Sammy Callahan, I think, of all the other companies, uh, he didn't last long in NXT, so I don't. He might have a, a welcome back in um, WWE. Uh, he he kind of done everything he could in Impact Wrestling. And then anything else would kind of be a step back in his career. So I, I do think AEW is where Sammy Callahan goes. And then I was trying to come up and make this an even 10. And, and I was doing some research on who's going to be a free agent at some point in 2024. And I, and I met on – everybody says MJF, Will Ospreay, Mercedes Monet might be the top three biggest pro wrestling um, free agents – in, of 2024 because those are kind of the big names, but they're forgetting one that comes up that, that her contract comes up in the middle of 2024. And I think depending on where the scene goes, where she is in the, the women's division, 
around this point in time, around that WrestleMania time, kind of determines where this superstar goes. She may be the biggest free agent of 2024, and that is Becky Lynch. And I think everyone with a brain would think she would re-sign with WWE. She just had a kid um, with uh, Seth Rollins so they could take care of her together and be on the road and travel together. And But she just had a kid. So I'm, you know, I don't know if she would want to work the full time schedule. Um, and AEW offers her the flexibility to to work a schedule that she wants to work, to take care of her kid. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. It really wouldn't shock me if Becky Lynch decided. You know what? I've I've won the NXT champ, Women's Championship now. I've won the Raw Women's Champion. I've won the SmackDown Women's Champion. I, I think she was uh, Women's Tag Team Champion at some point. She's done just about everything she could do in WWE. Now, if she wants a good paycheck and, and just the ability to travel on the road with her husband, she may resign. If that's what she cares about most, then she'll probably resign. But if she wants to continue to kind of put on matches with wrestlers that she may not be able to put on at any other point in her career. Like you think of Becky Lynch versus Britt Baker, of Becky Lynch and Julia Hart, of Becky Lynch and uh, Hikaru Shida. Like those are some really good options. I think it's very plausible that Becky Lynch signed with AEW. Again, I don't know if WWE is going to be in a position to be to want to re-sign a lot of these people who were older in age. Becky's in her 30s now. Um, when they have people like Tiffany Stratton and Lola Vice and Roxanne Perez, Thea Hale, um, and NXT now that they can just move to Raw and SmackDown over time and and take the spot. So there's there's limited positions. In the main card, I don't think Becky Lynch wants to settle to be a mid-carder or, or even further down the card than mid-card. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity in AEW because that women's division is kind of just hasn't hasn't hit yet. It hasn't hit yet. And I think Becky Lynch, as well as signing Mercedes Monet, like if you can get half of the four horsewomen, the people that they said started the like the women's revolution in WWE, if you can get half of them in 2024, AEW could be in a good spot in that women's division. Um, you can get Mercedes Monet fighting Becky Lynch again. Um, and they've always put on good matches going back to their time in NXT. Um, uh, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Um, if anybody I missed that not on this top 10 list of free agents. Uh, these are just the 10 that I saw and thought, hmm, these are probably some of the bigger names. But um, there, there's a whole lot of other wrestlers that are going to drop out of where they're at. And, and AEW is going to lose a lot of talent under the table. The thing about um, AEW is when someone gets released, it's not really publicly known. And, you know, like even Butcher Blade and The Bunny – they were kind of known to be released because they just disappeared from the roster page. They don't really make a lot of spectacle about when a, a superstar, a wrestler gets cut out of AEW. So there could be a lot of change in AEW's roster coming soon. 
um, to take place for signing a lot of this talent. There's a lot of people that got cut back a couple months ago that their 90 days isn't up quite yet, but it's up pretty soon that AEW could be signing as well that I didn't mention here. Um, but yeah, full gear is coming this Saturday, tomorrow from uh, the, uh, tomorrow as of this recording, um, it's going to be a good show. I think y'all should, should pay the money to, to watch it. Um, I just want to kind of briefly go through some of my thoughts, um, to end the show of AEW full gear. Um, I, I don't want to get too, too deep in the analysis. Um, but let's, Pull up the full gear card. I'm going to share the screen of the full gear card. Give me just one moment here. Um, share screen. Here we go. All right. Pop me onto the side here. Here's the full gear card. Um, as it sits right now, we got on the pre-show MJF and to be announced, maybe he gets a partner, maybe not, versus the Guns for the ROH World Tag Team Championship. This is just a fun way to kind of keep the ROH World Tag Team Champions relevant, let MJF just continue his babyface run, um, and if, if he has to fight the Guns by, by his lonesome, then he would. Maybe maybe we get a surprise tag team partner come out uh, on the pre-show. Um, I do think MJF and whoever, if he ever has anybody, does retain. It keeps the story going with him and Adam. Um, though I could see Adam turning on MJF at this point. Maybe that's when the devil gets revealed on the pre-show. That would be kind of a, a waste. I, I don't. So I'm not going to put much thought into that. I do think at this point, though, MJF is going to retain. Um, the women's world title match, Hikaru Shida versus Timeless Tony Storm, accompanied by Lufa. Um, this is this is going to be fun. I expect a lot of um, black and white footage mixed in with the regular footage without the, the filter on it. It's just going to be a, a good, fun match. Uh, Mariah May is probably going to have some aspect of involvement in this match. And I think Tony Storm recaptures the AEW Women's World Champion tomorrow night in L.A. It just makes sense. That's her character. She's having her big Hollywood debut, as what they're calling it, I think. And she gets the title. She gets the win. Uh, eventually setting up. A feud. I think the next feud Tony Storm gets, the next big feud at some point, Mariah May is going to turn on Tony Storm at some point. Um, if I'm reading the, and I, I've gotten some of this from just speculation and dirt sheet reporting of this is probably like their um, re revised version of some old 50s movie. Um, at some point, Mariah May will turn on Tony Storm. I think that's the next big feud setting up there. We got a six-man tag match, Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland, accompanied by old man Ric Flair versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. I think Copeland, Darby, and Sting wins. This is going to push into the um, reign of Sting and his retirement match and 
Maybe Ric Flair gets involved some way. I kind of hate this because Christian Cage is holding that TNT title hostage. He should be defending the title on the pay-per-view. He shouldn't be in a six-man tag match with it. This is just – if you want this to be the feud to get Sting out of AEW, then let Christian Cage drop the title somewhere else because he can't be – this is for WWE. This is for AEW. I don't like when champions are in matches not defending their title on pay-per-views. It just – I don't understand it. Speaking of defending your title, we got John Moxley – Challenging Orange Cassidy for the AEW World International Championship. Going to be a beautiful match. It's going to be probably a bloodbath. And Orange Cassidy got the title back, not beating Moxley, who originally took it from him. So I think Cassidy gets the win. I think that's the one thing he has to prove is that he can beat Moxley. And I think Cassidy wins. And he's going to start 2024 kind of like continuing what he did in 2023 by just running – uh, re- really good weekly matches for this belt, being being that workhorse champion and showing why he's maybe one of the best in the company at this point. This is going to be match of the night, I think, just because it's feud of the night. Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland, Texas death match. This is going to be beautiful. This is they, – they, they've both brought things to a personal level. Um, Adam Hangman Page put in – Probably his best promo of his entire tenure with AEW on Wednesday. Um, and when 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 Hangman Page is in this mode, he's one of the best in AEW. I hope both of these superstars really should get this win. This shouldn't end up with a winner or a loser. Um, both of these wrestlers, you know, this could be a future world title match at some point. Um, both of them deserve a title opportunity. They're just, I think it's going to be my match of the night, just coming into it. Uh, we'll have to see, but I don't know. Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. Just mark that as my match of the night right now, but we'll have to see. We go into a tag team match. The Golden Jets, consisting of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho fighting Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. There's a stipulation to this match. If the Golden Jets beat the Young Bucks, they get the number one contender opportunity, I guess, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Fun. I like that. But if the Young Bucks win, Kenny and Chris Jericho must disband as a tag team. And I could understand that as well. Um, I think the Golden Jets get the win. The Young Bucks have kind of been pushed out of the main event picture here lately. I don't know if it's of their own doing or what. Um, But I think with the story with Kenny and Jericho, um, as it is, they got a big win on Wednesday over the Don Callis family. I kind of see that extending into uh, the pay-per-view and uh, the Golden Jets get the win. They get the number one op- contendership opportunity, which then I think allows for <clears throat> some combination of tag team of the Don Callis family that involves Sammy Guevara when he comes back. If the Golden Jets were to win the titles, 
then now you can continue the feud with Kenny Jericho and the Don Callis family down the line in the tag team picture. I think that's big, big picture there. TBS championship match, three-way match. Chris Statlander comes in fighting Julia Hart and Sky Blue. I think Julia Hart wins, but not by pinning Chris Statlander. I think she pins Sky Blue. Um, they Sky Blue and Julia Hart have been kind of feuding um, here lately. I think maybe Sky Blue helps Julia Hart get the win, but I think Julia Hart, she is just on a path to stardom right now. Um, I love Julia Hart. I think she gets the win. I think Statlander then can get the push up into the main title scene, and then Julia Hart can have her little feud with Sky Blue or Red Velvet or whoever she wants and make the TBS championship somewhat um, in a better position. Because I don't think Chris Statlander's run as TBS champion has been that great, to be honest with you. Then we get a four-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. It's Ricky Starks and Big Bill, who come in as champions, fighting La Faction and Gobernable, which is Roosh and Dralistico, versus FTR, versus Kings of the Black Throne, which is Malachi Black and Brody King. And I think Kings of the Black Throne win... And now House of Black can contain can say they have the TBS champion and the AEW World Tag Team champion under their helm, which means at some point um, uh, we will see the T the TNT championship maybe go to the other member, which I am drawing a blink at this moment. Um, I should know his name, <laughs> but I don't as at this point. Um, uh, buddy, Buddy, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews, Buddy Matthews. <laughs> this is being recorded, not edited, though. So, yeah, Buddy Matthews, I think at some point, could find his way getting a uh, TNT title opportunity. And then all of Durham, uh, the House of Black. Can have some sort of championship there. If Page versus Strickland is a match of the night, then MJF and Jay White will be singles match for the AEW World Championship. I think you'll see some aspect of the devil show up here. Um, the guy behind the devil mask or the woman behind the devil mask. I don't know who it is. Could the guy behind the devil mask be Will Ospreay? I don't know. Um, could it be CM Punk? We have no idea. I have my theory on my TikTok page on like what may happen, but it's probably not going to happen. But if I was booking it and I had the ability to book it, it's the way I would do it. Um, I think MJF retains. I think we're, we're going to eventually get a MJF versus Adam Cole rematch, and Adam Cole is going to be the one to take the title off MJF. Also, it makes no sense for MJF to have this many people eyeing for him for his world title, Wardlow, Samoa Joe. Like Samoa Joe dropped the ROH TV championship 
so that he can go win the AEW World Championship. It makes no sense for this in storyline should Jay White win. Now, what, uh, Jay White is going to be the one ambushed by Samoa Joe? Uh, it, it wouldn't make sense to me. So I think MJF will retain and keep both of his titles and fight two matches on the same night. And it pushes us towards... The next AEW pay-per-view, which is December 30th, World's End in Long Island, MJF's hometown, where I think that could be where he drops the belt. Um, but going back to the beginning of this, he's staying with AEW coming into next year. Maybe he wins in his hometown, and then he drops the belt at Revolution or Double or Nothing sometime down the line. I want to see MJF continue this run for quite some time because unlike some champions who hold the belt for several years and and don't do anything really to entertain myself, MJF is very entertaining. And, uh, yes, that was a dig at Roman Reigns. Um, MJF entertains me very much, and I would like to see him hold this title just for the entertainment factor alone for for as long as, as – he is entertaining. Once it stops being entertaining, then at that point, I'd say pull it off, pull the belt off of him. But I think MJF is the guy right now in, in AEW, and I think he's going to have a long, successful AEW World Championship reign that continues next week. Um, with that being said, let me pop this off, go back to the big screen there. Yeah, man, what do y'all think about Full Gear? The bidding war of 2024 with all these free agents coming up. Wrestling is in a pretty good spot. The, the wrestling, and this is what I'm, I've been trying to say, is that WWE is dependent on AEW in so much as without AEW, wrestling wouldn't be this, this hot. The wrestling scene wouldn't be this hot. The contract scene wouldn't be this hot. People wouldn't care about when people's contract end as much. The entertainment of wrestling wouldn't matter. And now you have people like MJF who can penny pinch both both sides to try and get the biggest deal possible. Same with Osprey, same with McIntyre, same with everybody on both sides. And I think you see you saw WWE had to pay a pretty penny to keep Jade Cargill. She hasn't been seen in on TV other than doing like three second walking down the red carpet. You know, um, and so you paying a pretty penny for for something that's not ready to be debuted is kind of funny to me. But anyways, that's a different episode for a different day. What do y'all think? You've been in the yard with your boy, Junkyard James. Let me know what you think about this weekend's pay-per-view, AEW in general. Comment down below. Like, follow, subscribe on Apple and Spotify, if you're listening to audio versions of the show, leave a review on Apple or Spotify. Follow the page on YouTube, Junkyard Media Group. Follow us on X at JunkyardMG. And we got a Facebook page, Junkyard Media Group. Be sure to like that page as well. If you want to be on an episode of The Junkyard, let me tell you how you can get there. Go to this email address. On the bottom here, I'll read it out for the audio listeners. Junkyard Media Group 
at gmail.com. We'll be in touch. Until next time, though, this has been an episode of The Junkyard. We've been in the yard. Now we out. We'll see you next time here on The Junkyard.